Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Raffa, and joined with me today is my co-host, Mr. Anthony Dana. How are you today? I'm doing well because we're back in the movies. And um, we have movie that when we first started doing the at the movies segments, I thought of this one down the road and we're finally going to it. So today we're going to, again, spoiler alert, if you have never seen Shutter Island, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And it stars this guy named uh, Lee and Leo something. Um, right. So Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio also directed him. Well, uh, directed. It, I, um, it's based off of um, a book. I forget the author's name, but I, I researched that a little bit because I wanted to see, one, if Shutter Island or something similar to it ever existed, and two, what inspired the author. And from what I gathered, he's just a, I thought maybe, was he a psychologist himself or was he, you know, like what inspired him? Was there any connection in the family? I didn't see anything yet, but I'm going to keep looking to that as well. But Shutter Island I remember seeing this and I didn't see it in the theater. I rented it probably from Redbox because it came out in 2010. And then right. that's Redbox year 2011, 12. It was still a thing. And I remember it had a huge like Alfred Hitchcock twist at the end where you're like, whoa. Right. So it was um, suspenseful and trying to keep you going. It's a thriller. I guess it's like a thriller mystery yeah. type of vibe, obviously psychology related. And at least the first time I saw it, probably in 2010, because I'm a big Leo fan and watched all the movies, you know, when they came out, I was surprised at the ending, you know, and then watching it the second time was a lot of clues. You know, a lot of times we watch movies, we see clues the second time. And then last night, obviously, we watched it again for a refresh. Right. I remember when I watched it, because it is a psychological thriller, but when I first watched it, I didn't know it was a psychological thriller. I thought it was just, he's exposing this, yeah, yeah like well, this or like there's this huge, it's this cover up and he's going to expose this hospital and it's going to be like, whoa, like he, and it's nothing like that. <laughs> no, it was cool. But that's, but that's what his hallucinations were. His, well, his delusion. Actually. Delusion, yeah. Right. So he was a U.S. Marshal. So that was believable as he performed like one throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. And we are along for the ride of the delusion the whole entire time until the last two minutes. Of the right. Movie. He thinks he's doing his job. And meanwhile, right. no, he's just going through this thought process that he keeps repeating over and over again to the staff. And so what do they do? They said, well, let's just uh, let them let, let take it, right. take the ball and run and see if we can. Right. So it is a really elaborate role play, which in psychotherapy, when someone has a delusional disorder, psychotic disorder, the last thing you want to do as a therapist or a psychologist is argue with them or talk them out of their delusion. It's just not, it's, it's pointless. They're sticking to it mostly for a defense mechanism because they need to believe that alternate reality. So you go with it. You go with it. And in the movie, that's exactly what the psychiatrist did this whole time was go with it. They gave him the entire run of the island. So he thought he was Teddy. We're just going to refer to him as Teddy. Right. And also two quick things. First, we're going to do the quotes later. And there's a reason why. And number two, like the other movies, we're going to assume that you saw this 
And if you didn't watch it, stop now because, and then watch. Yeah, no, because I mean, like, well, we can give you a quick synopsis, I guess, if you haven't seen it. But well, don't it, talk about the ending yet. Though. Well, no, 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 we're not. Yeah. But well, we have to talk about the ending because that's the whole kit no, caboodle, I mean, we'll isn't it? We'll do it at the end. We'll do it chronologically. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, synopsis is fine, but don't give the ending away. So you want to just ask questions or just? Well, no, you go ahead. We're doing a summary real quick. Starts out with Teddy Daniels. He is a U.S. Marshal, or he actually was, and thinks he is still, and he is on. Shutter Island, which was a psychiatric facility back in 1954 that had the criminally insane. And obviously they were on an island because you cannot escape this island. So Teddy goes with Chuck, his partner, and he's investigating a missing woman. So he had this whole delusion about this woman and the psychiatrist went with it because I guess he was in the facility for two years and they were trying to cure him so he didn't have to get a lobotomy. So they were doing role play you know, exposure therapy in order to try to get him to accept reality. That is the pretty much the entire movie. And then the ending, we don't want to spoil yet. But. There are a couple questions that come up. Why is it necessary to, it's only been, it's been two years, so it's still fresh. I know. Why do we have to, I mean, hey, listen, we're either going to cure you or lobotomize you. Like, well, really? the way that they alluded to it was he was extremely dangerous, extremely violent. Every time they had a breakthrough with him, he'd become more psychotic, I guess. And perhaps the meds weren't helping. The, the Clozarel that he was taking wasn't helping. So they needed to subdue him because they did say at one point he was the most dangerous patient there, which didn't really strike me that way, but whatever. I guess it depends on the population that's there at the time. I would think a serial killer would be, but whatever. You don't um, know. They did. They, they only had 66 other patients. It might have been a serial killer. They might have. I mean, they had some creepy looking people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but you don't know if they, they were, were if they were killers or they were Yeah, I guess so. Well, the thing is every time somebody got close to telling him the truth, he was faced with reality, he would freak out. So, I guess they wanted to subdue him. And sort of the last ditch effort, the psychosurgery, so popular back in the 50s, which by the way, it's still legal today. Yeah, you just looked that up and so I still I couldn't believe crazy. that either. In Western Europe in the US. Rarely used, rarely but used. I mean it should that's be, still scary. It should be used at all. No. It's, I mean, it was used up until the 80s, but... So it seems like his treatment team are, are trying their best to, you know, do a good job with him. Yeah. So hats off to Dr. Cowley. Kingsley? Ben, Benjamin Kingsley? Uh, ben Kingsley. Sir mm-hmm. Ben Kingsley, I do believe. And he, I mean... <laughs> he did a good job. Yeah. Him and, yeah, and Chuck, who's played by Mark Ruffalo, a.k.a. Dr. Sheehan. Hats off to him, too, because he, he does the best that he can. You know, he tries to pose as also a federal marshal. He can't even get his gun out of his holster. <laughs> he did a very good job. And there were clues, obviously, when you look back, the second view and you know the ending and that it was all delusion. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, there are clues from patients in the room and like the way they responded to him. So it's kind of funny. Like, I know it's a sad story, but this man, <laughs> they have this psychotic patient having the run of this whole facility. Oh, yeah. And that's why. And they're going with his well, delusion. It's and the whole time, funny. when you're watching it the first time, it's a possibility that he's onto something, like yeah. they're hiding something. Yeah, and so the guards are looking at him with contempt. And you just think that he's a federal marshal and they don't want to be like found out for all the maybe terrible things they're doing to patients on the island. Meanwhile, they're looking at him with contempt because it's like, I can't believe we got to go through this charade for this cuckoo bird because the doctor said, you know, know, just to cure him and you know it ain't going to work. Okay. That was a big meeting. So they had to meet with all the patients because there were patients that he interviewed. Everybody. Everybody had to be in on this. It's insane. It had to be in on this. Obviously the orderlies. The nurses. The the warden. Yeah, the the warden. The nurse played Rachel Solando. Yeah, the one nurse played played that part because they found her, you know. Yeah, they tried to make it sound like, yeah, like she was 
yeah, not injured, and they found and, and no scars on her, nothing like like just no she's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. So there was yeah, it was not believable, which he was on to. So throughout the movie, they also show flashbacks to his relationship with his wife and the trauma there, and also with PTSD from um, the war. when they he they uh, liberated a concentration camp, right? And, and when they when they found he found what he found there, and right. the they memories. just uh, opened fire on all the guards because they were just like so it was weird because like they were lining him up. I don't know what they were going to exactly do, but one guard was decided to run for. It and they shot him, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, let's just and they just kept shooting. shooting. It was almost like the you know, Boston Massacre, right? It was like hard to know what the intention was going to be there. And then the one I don't know if he was the current, whatever he was, the high ranking official in the concentration camp tried to kill himself and he did it wrong. Like, he didn't, yeah, he I I don't know how you messed that up. He botched his face, yeah, he, I mean, oh. And he just, uh, he, let, he, he said he watched him bleed. He tried to reach for his gun so he could kill himself, right? <laughs> or more. And Leo just kicked his gun away, like, nah, I'm going to make you suffer. Because mm-hmm. he, he also was on the heels of what he was looking at out the window, which all of the frozen bodies. So this man was, you know, had a lot of <laughs> significant history for trauma, for sure. Yeah. What diagnosis did Teddy have? And the treatment, was that a good thing to try? And what would you have done differently? Or what would you have uh, maybe not done or added to it or well teddy has a few diagnoses so there's a new diagnosis in a uh, complex ptsd so cptsd so he fits criteria for that and that was just released in the uh, new version of the dsm 5 tr in march 2022 um it's more severe it's like more trauma not just a single event like at the original the og <laughs> ptsd is okay so he had that trauma from the war and then the trauma of his wife with bipolar disorder, with psychotic features, killing their children, drowning their children because she wanted to make dolls, make them be living dolls. And then he murdered her, even though she asked him to in a euthanasia type style. And felt very, he felt very guilty about killing her and then not saving his children because there were signs of her illness. She told him, I got a bug in my brain. Like there's something said wrong that, with yeah, me. Yeah, there's, there's a bug in my brain. There's a, it's tapping in my brain. She burnt down their apartment. Don't know when that was. Presumably before they moved to the lake house and had children. Hard to know. So I would have liked to know more about her history. Well, and I remember reading this. I do not know where. But with a lot of men and women in the 40s and 50s, there were a lot of women that, okay, maybe they weren't off the rails like she was, but they would maybe go through some depression, postpartum depression. or And so the answer that the husband would have is, you just need more children. Children oh. bring happiness. Oh, the wandering womb. Yeah, we need to have, <laughs> we just need to have a bigger family. Oh, right. And that's the answer. So I, again, this, there was no evidence of this, but maybe, maybe rationale. Teddy's like, you know. Rationale. Rationale, because so, they had three kids and it looked like they were like back to back to back, you know, two years apart, maybe. Close in age, yeah. Then it's probable. So the second diagnosis clearly is delusional disorder that Teddy had. He created this whole persecutory and it was out to get him. This other person burned down their apartment and killed his wife. They had no children. He created this whole alternate universe, which isn't the same as DID, dissociative identity disorder. That's, that's a different disorder, although it is similar to some degree. So he was cursed with both of those disorders. Now, the thing about the wife is that they were a lot older, those kids. Like, I know there's stories of women who have bipolar, borderline, and they oh, kill yeah, their yeah, children yeah, yeah. and drown them. I think the youngest one was maybe five. So five, seven, and nine. And, yeah, it just strikes me as, why now? I mean, we don't know, right? Like, why did this woman decide? It wasn't postpartum. No, it likely. wasn't. I mean, she clearly got no treatment. So, okay. Untreated bipolar, sure. Yeah. I guess you could snap. Well, I mean, 
Well, he well he drank to forget. Why didn't she join him? Why why maybe she could self medicate with oh, he alcohol? Drank. Well, he was not. Yeah, he drank to because he knew she was sick. And I think he was, and that was a way for him to, to just it. like avoid it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also with well, let's all let's not forget what he went war. through in the war too before you know. Yeah. He married this one. Right. I mean, talk about, <laughs> right. talk about a double whammy for this guy. Sure. And by the way, we don't know if he had previous traumas, but... Oh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So to answer your question about the treatment, I liked the treatment. Now, they were constrained by the time. They were trying really hard to be respectful. I really think they seem meaningful about that. And they went with this delusion that they went to this whole elaborate role play. They obviously liked the guy. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't do that. They'd just be like, oh, well. I mean, the, I mean, first of all, the, the story breaks your heart. It breaks your heart. He was a U.S. Marshal. He's a you know, World War II vet. And his only, I guess, his only flaw or sin, which is a big one, is ignoring that his yeah. wife had a problem. I think it's because he probably was thinking, I got enough crap to deal with on my own. I, I don't want to, you know, if, it, if I ignore it, it goes away. It's, it doesn't exist. And that's why, and that's another thing I think why he was always maybe away. Like he just did, like, you know, well, his well, job took him places, right? Yeah, yeah. So as you know, with PTSD is an anxiety disorder, but with anxiety disorders, the main coping mechanism is avoidance. So he was avoiding it all. You know, he clearly loved his children, which is shown at the end. And, um, you know, apparently his, his wife too. But like she said, free me. And, you know, he shot her, which I said, remember I said last night, well, why didn't she tried to commit suicide and burn down the burn house, down the, the apartment, apartment. Yeah. maybe some other attempts. My thinking, of course, is like, just let her kill herself. Maybe you don't feel so guilty, but whatever. Probably still would because he couldn't save the children. So the treatment, I think, was probably at the time, absolutely evidence-based, trying to just let him play it out on an island. He can't escape. I guess they had all these precautions in place. Now, the lobotomy, I didn't think was necessary. They were trying it out. I don't know. They were. But two years. I mean, like we can't. And also, there's only two years of this guy. Like, it didn't seem like it gave enough time. And if he's that dangerous, okay, shackle him every day. I don't know what to tell you. But like, well, I know, you know, like. Yeah. Well, that's what they were talking about in the lighthouse, right? Shackling them. Well, Doctor Crawley was like, "They're gonna, they're gonna drown, though." Uh, yeah, I think so. Because C, there's A, B, and C, and C was like the worst the patients, most and most I think they were all men in that in C. Because I don't think why the, isn't jail enough? Why do you have to lobotomize these people? It's just it, well, it's it's easier for the staff. It's just easier for all of us. Well, they just rot in jail. I don't know. I just didn't think lobotomy was necessary. I don't think it's ever really ever. Well, necessary. yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but that's just it. Like, I mean, and at the end. So, okay, wait before we get to the end. So, Doctor Cowley, I liked him a lot because it seemed like his whole. It seemed like he ran the place, but he wasn't the final say. Like there was no, he had that a committee. committee. He had that mean bunch of white men. You know, some that German guy seemed like he was in charge. The German psychiatrist, and he was outvoted or by the committee. Well, the yeah, I think they were just again they were tired of of like humoring him. And this yeah. was a big. I well, mean, this was an experiment. This is a huge ask. He well, he was yes, yeah, so it was a huge ask <laughs> and lots of you know resources to do this. And also, I think it was considered experimental because he basically said, if this doesn't work, we're going to have to lobotomize. Like he sounded like he was really fighting for. And he wanted him to have his like eureka moment. And so did Chuck, Dr. Sheehan. Yeah, Yeah, it seemed like they had a really good working relationship. And it also seemed like they said he did have a eureka moment and then he regressed. So I guess nine months ago or something. Yeah. So this was their second attempt at, you know, non lobotomizing Leo or Teddy. And finally, well, we're going to talk about the best quote and it kind of wraps it all up at the end because it worked. The role play. Or it, the, it actually worked. It yeah. actually worked because at the end, so our quotes, we were both, you know, looking for quotes and I said, let's just both take quotes from the movie. I think we've done that before. And we, we should, both came up with the best quote, which yeah, is. The other ones weren't good. They, they were the okay, but it's like, 
It's like this one is like by one far the best up. quote. It's deep, and it was the last quote of the movie because well, it's a reveal to us, the audience. Right. Yeah. Um, well, another reveal. Another it was reveal. It, yeah. And so the quote is, "Which would be worse?" First of all, he's sitting there, and Doctor Sheehan sits next to him. This is after the. Okay, wait a minute. Fast forward before you say that. Sure. Sorry to cut you off. So they do this experiment. They have the realization, you know, with him, the aha moment. Teddy then, you know, by the way, he keeps getting headaches and all, from the withdrawal symptoms of the antipsychotic and hand tremors. So they keep showing him falling asleep, waking up. So he wakes up in his room, and Doctor Sheehan and Callie are asking him questions in front of some other man. And who are you? What's your name? And he said, he understands this is what he did. This is the reality. I created this whole delusion in order to escape the truth and the pain of what I did and what happened to me. My wife is dead. My kids are dead. So the next morning, I assume, or close after, he sits on the step next to Dr. Sheehan and then says this quote. Right. So Sheehan says to him, I think he says to Sheehan, what's our next move? And he says, you tell me. And I think he's Sheehan's fishing. Like, okay, who are you? Are you, you know, or do you still think you are Teddy? And uh, he says, you know, he says, we got to get off this island. It's bad stuff. And then, then Sheehan looks over. And he calls him Chuck. He calls him Chuck. And and, and so Chuck Sheehan looks over at Dr. Cowley and kind of a very slight shake of his head and nod no. Like it's, he's, he's regressed again. Like it's, it didn't work. And, you know, Ben Kingsley, his, his face is like, oh, he looks so deflated. Like, yeah. yeah, So. And then he tells the German guy, or the yeah. warden, who, and he, the warden had a very good part too. Like he was- He was dark. He was yeah. very dark, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I think he was in the war too. But, yeah, he ooh. said he was. He's- so, but the quote is, which would be worse to live as a monster or to die as a good man? And he got up and he saw that there was like four orderlies and a couple guards waiting for him. And he gets up and he walks right toward him like- Here we go. I, yeah, Sign. like I, you know- I'm signing up for it. So that was the reveal of the experiment did work. He was lucid. He did realize what happened. He wasn't regressing and suppressing his memories and his trauma. And he's electing this. I don't want to live in this reality that much that I will have you cut into my brain and make me be listless, lifeless, whatever. Because in his mind, he can't live with himself as a monster because he sees himself as a monster. Well, he blames, yeah, he blames himself. For he blames everything. himself, which, by the way, we really didn't give him enough time to do some CBT and change his core beliefs of I'm a monster. Like, we're right. give him a lot of time. I, yeah, you I know? mean, like, it's going to take time. This, this, is this isn't a quick reveal. fix. Well, it's a new <laughs> reveal. It's not just like, oh, shoot, I did this minor thing wrong. And I've been, you know, it's a big reveal. But the one thing I said about, all right, well, Chuck, maybe he'll feel a little better, Dr. Sheehan. All right, this man's choosing it. It's free will. I'm not making him get a lobotomy. I would have liked to tell Cowley, Crowley, Cowley. I know, hey, he's not it, Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley. It worked to let him off the, hey, it worked and he's signing up. I would have him sign a consent form. Well, I, I hope I'm, that I'm he knew that. I'm electing to get I, this I hope, lobotomy. I hope Sheehan did tell him that at least. Like, listen, here's good news, bad news. He's getting a lobotomy. Good news, the role play worked. He just is so, you know, damaged goods. But again, let's go another year. Let's see what happens. We've again. made progress. There's another, yeah. He, it's a breakthrough. He didn't regress. He still didn't regress. He just doesn't want to live with himself. Okay, we can work with that maybe. But we don't know how much time has elapsed. Like, presumably it was the next morning. I don't know. They didn't really tell us much. So it was very, it was sad, obviously, at the end. Like, this is what he's choosing. And okay. They also could have waited for some more psychotropics to come out and see if that He might have changed his mind if he gave him a night to think about it. Let's just think about it. it. Buyer's remorse. It was was a decision on his part. 
Yeah. I'm not doubting his pain that he was going through or that he but that he has been going through. But like, right. well, like, you know, we were saying pre-gaming before the show, like we normally do. I'm like, OK, so we took away this man's coping mechanism. Alcohol is not an option anymore, apparently, because he doesn't drink. Now he created this whole delusional world, this fantasy in order because the pain is so, so bad. Now he took that away from him. So he's like, all right, well, this is my next choice. There's a lot of these A, B and C. Lobotomy is, is my third choice. How about this other choice? How about we change his name? his identity, whatever his fantasy is or his delusion, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just go with that. And we patch you up and you, you can go be a U.S. Marshal again. Because it looked like he was doing a great job of the, uh, of, uh, the investigation of Shutter Island. He was doing a great job. You know? Give him some purpose in life. And the guilt, I know, and obviously he wasn't suicidal, so it didn't look like he was going to kill himself. But like, I don't know. I just feel like it didn't give him enough time to make that choice. Because well, the hallucinations are, that's... He killed his wife in spring 52. And I know he's not a stable man, clearly. He's very unstable. Well, there are a lot of people that have hallucinations and they we call them normal. Well, the other thing is that he wasn't schizophrenic because that's a whole different disorder and that emerges in men in their early 20s and he didn't have a history of it. This came out later in life. It was from, a, you know, this trauma, this trauma event. So I guess the chance of recovery was higher than a chronic diagnosis of schizophrenia. So that kind of was like, no, not real. I don't know. Back then, they did things way different. Than I that. just think two years is just like... Not enough time. No. Mm -mm. Not for, for that. For that kind of disorder? No. It takes like two years to get OCD patients to do exposure. How about you give them like another year? Like a year a year for every child that he <laughs> blames himself for <laughs> right. having... You just know, like, okay, one more year. Would that have really killed anybody? Yeah, because then what? He's lobotomized. He's still there. Okay, he's he's easier yeah, to manage. So you were saying they don't release people after they lobotomize. No, them. they're not going. You're, home. you're, 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 you're still there. You're, you're, yeah, you're still you're still babysitting them. Again, I don't know the whole the committee that we have to. He either he's going to be lobotomized or he's going to be cured. And then if he was okay, so if he's cured and he understands and he goes, is he allowed to leave or he still he has to stay there anyway? Like was he was there ever a chance for him to to leave and and go out in society again? Like release? I don't think so. And maybe have to meet with somebody every week or every All other right. week. So like, what if, right? So what if he was cured, came to this reality, and then he stays there for some time, make sure he doesn't regress, he's on meds, he has intensive therapy, and then he goes home? Like, I don't know. Maybe. After he ain't going years. back to that lake house. No. God. <laughs> or anywhere near water. He had a anywhere phobia. near water. We had a and phobia there was, of water. Yeah. yeah, the water and the fire. So we watched a couple of uh, cool little videos on uh, symbolism and how... The water symbolized anything with water. It didn't, it went against his delusion. So, so much so that he couldn't even see water in a glass. Right. I, I don't think lady. he drank water at all either. Like the one patient was drinking water and they, it was empty. I don't know. Like he, but he saw water around the island in the lighthouse and then on the boat. Cause I think they actually put him on the ferry and brought him over. Like, I don't know where they started. Well, they circled maybe and knocked him out. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they must have. And the fire out. represented his, what he wanted to see. What he wanted or to see. Or his hallucinations. With the wife? Well, just with. Oh, the, you mean the delusion? The delusions, I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay. I, I got to watch Oh, wait, wait. Again. So the, I think the water in, it represented the truth. The lake, you know, and the water with the drowning of the kids and his wife, him killing his wife. And then the fire was the delusions. Because they, they had it threaded out. So Martin Scorsese obviously has a lot of symbolism in the movies, as he usually does. Do you want to play a game? Yeah, of course. I'm always up for a game. What I have is a little Leonardo DiCaprio trivia. Oh, fun. It's multiple choice. And let's see what you know about Leo. First question. This one, I'm not, unless you're like a ridiculous super fan, I don't expect you to know this off the top of your head. But when was Leonardo DiCaprio born? Everybody play along. 
November 11th, 1974, April 4th, 1973, or June 6th, 1975. First one I know is birthday. It's November 11th, 1974. Yeah. I know it's 11, 11, 74, Okay. I'm sort of a fan. Okay. Fan. 1994, Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated for the Oscar for Best Actor in a supporting role, so best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just say that? For what movie? Fearless, In the Line of Fire, or What's Eating Gilbert Grape? What's Eating Gilbert Grape? That is correct. He was 19 at the time, and he played a mentally handicapped Arnie in yep. What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Okay. Next, in 2002, what two films did Leonardo DiCaprio star in making the first of his many collaborations with famed director Martin Scorsese? So in this one year... He Me. did two films. Right. Okay. The Beach and The Departed, Catch Me If You Can and Gangs of New York, or The Man in the Iron Mask and The Beach. <laughs> Second one, Catch Me If We Can. That and is correct. I know they're Scorsese films. All right. Although Departed is too, right? Was one, yeah, yeah they, they yeah. threw that in there as like but a the maybe. Is, like, I know like, The Beach. The Beach was kind of dumb. It was all right. It was all right. Do you see it? No. It was all right. I wouldn't say it's a possible like Saturday Night Movie or something. Okay. 1997, Leonardo DiCaprio starred in the blockbuster movie Titanic. Yeah, I heard of it. With Kate Winslet. What other movie did they star in together? Revolutionary Road, Inception, or Gangs of New York? Um, Revolutionary Road. Right, which I've never heard of. But I saw it. I, I know the other two she wasn't in, so. Right. Well, I was thinking Romeo and Juliet, but that was Claire Danes. This one's interesting. I love these. So I've got these all right. Yes, you are. You're very proud of that, too. Your Leo knowledge. I love these stories about, again, one thing, reason why I love Entourage and I liked reading The Late Shift is I love the backstory mm-hmm. of, you know, what's going on and, and the controversy or there's love, hate. Mm-hmm. So what did Leonardo DiCaprio's first agent want to call him to be more, quote unquote, American friendly? Mm-hmm. Okay, so- he was going to butcher his name and call him Will Leonard, William Leo, or Lenny Williams. <laughs> William. This one's tough. This one's tough. William Leo? Let's see. William Leo and no. Lenny Williams. I almost said Lenny Williams. Titanic so, starring Lenny Williams. That's such a dorky First name. of all, Lenny. He's too young and handsome to be There's Lenny. two Lennys I know of. Yeah. There's Lenny Dykstra, right. who was a train wreck. And then there's Lenny and Squiggy. Lenny and Squiggy, which, that's what I Okay, mean. they were funny. That's, but ter- that's why I went with choice B, because he does not look like a Lenny. That's no, he's bad. not a Lenny. Thank God <laughs> he boycotted that crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? But, you know, if you're a young actor and you're like, okay, well, you know what you're doing. You're an yeah. agent. Okay, that's if you think scene. that's a good yeah. idea. Thank God he didn't agree to that. Yeah. Oh, God. Leah Williams, maybe. Which Leonardo DiCaprio movie is it? An undercover cop and a mole and the police attempt to identify each other, infiltrating an Irish gang in South Boston. Gee, I wonder uh, if you're going to get this one right. Body of Lies, Inception, or The Departed. <laughs> oh. Tough. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm running out of time. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, is there another choice? No. Just say the right answer. Departed. Okay. There's a couple more questions. I just realized that. So that's good. Because I don't, I don't want to end on that one. Because that one's like, that was that a was layup. That was easy. All right. Fine. That was easy. How many films have Leonardo DiCaprio and director Martin Scorsese collaborated on? Three, four, or five? All right. So catch me if we can. Obviously, Shutter Island. Departed. Gangs of New York, right? Four? Is that your final answer? Your hesitation seems to <laughs> seems to be like it needs to be a different one. 
All right, four. And five. Five. You're missing. Oh, what am I missing? You're missing. You know which one you're missing? I needed to read your body language on that one. The aviator. Oh, no. I was thinking of the aviator. Because you know, Oh, catch no. Me. I forgot the aviator, y'all. Catch me if you can. <laughs> reminds me of the aviator. So remember, if we looked this up, which I still think is wrong, and we'll have to recount. How many movies has he died in? At the end, I want to say it was like 80%, but according to filmography, it's only like 50. 50. Yeah. Well, look, Shutter Island. Inception, there's always, okay, Inception, there's two theories. I know. And Shutter Island, he's not dead. I know, I know. Technically speaking. He isn't. The (laughs) The spirit is dead. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's He's a good man. He's alive. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's debatable on quote unquote dead. What is the name of Leonardo DiCaprio's production company? Appian Way, A-P-P-I-A-N, sorry if I butchered that, mm-hmm. Leo. Appian Way, uh, Caprio Productions, or Ecoprod Studios. The first one? Let's see. Yep. I don't think he would put his name in there. No. Leonardo DiCaprio wrote what environmental documentary? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 11th Hour, Fossil Free, A Climate of Change. Is this the one with Al Gore? I have no idea. Like a climate of change. It was the 11th hour. I, you know what? This is what happens. When you take a multiple choice test, you go with your gut in the first 90% of the time you're right. And I was this thing say, keeps going on and on. Uh, we we got to end this soon. All right. One more, dude. Okay. In 1998, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio established the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation to do what? Protect the environment? Preserve film history? No. Fun <laughs> study of space? No. He's all into the environment. So the environment. Yeah. And wait, let me see if the next one's a really good one. Okay, who said it? The year I turned 26, I made 49 million, which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week. Jordan Belford in The Wolf of Wall Street, Jay Gatsby in The Great Gatsby, or Calvin Candy in Django Unchained? Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Yeah, because he was all about money. Well, in that this movie. it, it was all that was such a good movie. It was kind of yeah, and he it, died it, at the end of there. Yes, Wolf of oh. Wall Street. No. Oh wait, no, no. I was thinking he died. Django and Chaney died. Yeah. Obviously, The Great Gatsby. He died. Spoiler alert: If you haven't read The Great Gatsby, Great Gatsby such a good movie. It's so sad. The Wolf of Wall Street. I thought he died of a drug overdose. No, he just had that. <laughs> he was, he was, he was crawling up. into his <laughs> sports into car because of a uh, what was it a samba or what do you think? Uh, oh, Quaalude. Quaalude. Mm-hmm. Right, Romeo and obviously Romeo and Juliet dies. Titanic. So dies. you know what's ironic about you is me. Yeah, <laughs> you're one of the biggest Leonardo DiCaprio fans I know, and the <laughs> only movie that he won an Oscar for. Oh, you're yeah. not a big fan of. I am not. Well, I said this to you this morning. He is such a good actor in his dramatic roles and like these really cool stories where he's delusional the whole time. Or Inception is a cool one, obviously. You know, it's dreams within dreams and like different stories. Departed is, it's tragedy. He does great with tragedy. And I understand Reverend is tragedy, but to me, it's predictable. Well, the man who's in the woods and he survives and gets revenge. I'll give you this. A- I'll say this about that movie. I love the movie. Uh-huh. I loved him in it. But I don't think you needed somebody with his acting chops to that. play that part. I think Brad Pitt could have done it. A, a lot of, I think George a lot Tony. of people could have done it. I and I agree with it. you. He was better in Shutter Island. He was better in Inception. Oh, yeah. He was better in Departed. Yeah. What Even happens? in Catch Me With You Can, like any of those movies, it's just, I told it's this dramatic face that he makes, this angry forward brow. Like he's just shows he, pain. Like he, you feel his pain. He makes you feel like you like, feel what he feels. Like he you is, get it. And he's intense. And I don't know. Like, I just think anybody could have been a Harry. 
no. Die in the Woods. And well, this is what happens. But, you know, but this, why is why, like, this is why I think he won like the all Oscar. All those Scorsese films. And he won for that one. Well. I'm sure he's fine with it. But no, yeah. He finally got his trophy. But right. this is what the Academy does. And I've seen it a lot of times. They, you know, you have an actor and they lose. And they lose again. And all of a sudden they get start getting a little long in the teeth. And you know, they're not going to be around anymore. And they're like, wait. Who did like Al Pacino didn't have an Oscar until 1992 for Son of a Woman, which was a great movie right. and he deserved it, but he could have he gotten so it a bunch of others. Exactly. So it's like, okay, when's Leo, Leo's going to get like an Oscar? In the devil, like in the uh, devil's. Devil's Advocate. I mean, you know, yeah. a lot of different. So I think with Leo, it was kind of like the Academy's like, okay, we shunned him a couple times. Like he, and again, I don't know who he lost to those other years. I got to look into it because I'm just curious now. I don't know any other, honestly, and I'm biased, obviously, because I like the guy, but like, I don't know any other actors that have that talent. I really don't. Well, know. and well, you know, and also, I mean, like the movies that he's age. done, he's smart. He's smart with his movie choices, you know, and they're um, like great stories. They're these dramatic tragedies, love stories, whatever. And there's a plate, then he dies. It's just a struggle. Mm-hmm. He perseverance sometimes, but like- Well, when you got, I mean, you know the Qu- Quentin and Scorsese <laughs> love working with him. So that says something. If they're mm-hmm. like two, like if you got big mm-hmm. directors are like, is Leo available for, you know, like that's that's a big deal. Yeah, so. or if not, we're not going to like cast it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was disappointed in that. And then I watched it with you. It was long. It was long, just to say, <laughs> just like, to be like, all right, is fine. Is he, he going to kill the guy already and let's be done with it? Like, I know he survives the bear attack. Like, I know he doesn't die. He dies at the end of that, though. I think he, after he kills, a, he kills the guy and gets revenge, he dies. I think he does. Really? Who's the actor who is the antagonist? You're asking me. You're I'm right, trying you're, to, you're oh, the, You God. need to know these people better than He played I. Bane and Batman. Oh, right. Yeah, we have to One of the Batmans. So, so that's the end of the quiz. We could yeah. go on forever. So you had mentioned how you like stories about like the backstory, like your the Boardwalk Empire stuff or like other movies that, or books. Let me hear what what's behind the scene, like what's behind it, right? Like with this with this movie, mm-hmm. like is there a backstory or why did it come to be? So Elvis fits in there. So <laughs> get to know. So she saw Elvis Friday and <laughs> and she went without me because one she knew I wasn't. I didn't want to. You didn't want to see it. I didn't really yeah. want to see it. Well, and I was told. See it with somebody that really wants to see it. So it was like it was a whimsical thing. And but you say you see it again, so maybe I will go see what all the hype. Well, now about. that I just told you the whole story, I, I know. But the Elvis and story isn't anything new to me. I know that what happened. You did, know, were there things I told you? A little you didn't okay, know? a little bit about the Colonel. I kind of had an idea. Well, you knew who the Colonel was. I didn't. Maybe it wasn't new to you. So there. The performance was amazing. The actor did a great job. All the musical stuff. This is now, this is now, this is now, we were (laughs) going to sign off and now we're going to go into the Elvis movie. No, no, no. I'm saying it's a great movie. We can do that one for another show. But I like those (laughs) stories where the story behind the story. Well, you you like biopics. I like memoirs. And and you like biographies. And I think that's something. Especially with musicians. We can do. So when we first came up with this idea of doing, you know, at the movies, it's like, well, it has to be about psychology, right? It has to be. And we kept it, you know, pretty, you know, like with um, Silver Lines Playbook. And, uh-huh. But but we can, you, we can do a lot of different movies. That, There's that always psychology. You can do the psychology. Yeah, you, you can analyze any character. Oh, sure. And any story. And it doesn't have to so. be necessarily the guy or girl's going to therapy. Mm-hmm. You could say, well, if they did, this is what I would tell them. Or you know? diagno- yeah. yeah. Or diagnoses. I can find psychology probably everywhere. I can find CBT everywhere. I can pride myself on, I can probably make most games psychology related, like chess I can, Uno I can, all kinds of stuff with kids. So yeah. So anyway, just threw that in there. Yes. Because you know, Elvis has been on my mind for the last few hours. (sighs) Listening to a lot of songs again. (laughs) 
the soundtrack. That's <laughs> <sighs> oh, what I have to deal with. Elvis. Yeah, you're competing with Leo and Elvis. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. So thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Dr. Rafa well, is, hasn't left the building yet, but she's going to. Email us if you have any questions, info at innerbalancepsychology.com, or you can mail them in to our PO box if you'd like to. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance.